0: Welcome to the So Powerful podcast. This is your host, Jan Kensilla. You know the sound of my sewing machine means it's time for another episode. So let's get started. Today I have the honor of speaking with four members of the East Los Angeles Stitchers. These ladies have banded together and produced a huge number of purses for So Powerful. And honestly, until these purses arrived at the So Powerful headquarters in Brenton, Washington, well, honestly, we didn't know that the East Los Angeles Stitchers existed. But boy, do they exist. Today, you're going to hear from Elena Ruiz, who coordinated the effort to make the purses for So Powerful. You're going to meet Morena Palomino, who won the first place contest they held for the Most Purses Produced. Now, the second place winner couldn't be with us today, but in third place was Dolores Leone. You'll meet them, but you're also going to meet Gloria Molina. Now, if you live in the Los Angeles area, you might be thinking, well, I know Gloria Molina. She's had a 23-year career with the L.A. County Board of Supervisors. She worked in the White House with Jimmy Carter. She was the first Latina to be elected to statewide office. Is it that Gloria Molina? Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is that very Gloria Molina, quilter extraordinaire and founder of the East Los Angeles Stitchers joining us today. Hello ladies, welcome. We are so glad you're here. I think I'll start with you, Gloria. Could you
1: tell us the name of the organization and what it means? All right. Well, the organization is called TELAS, which is an acronym for the East Los Angeles Stitchers. And basically, we're a group of Latinas. Some of us have been quilting for. number of years and some of us are very new to it but the whole mission of the organization was to start introducing the latino culture into the world of quilting we've been doing latino themed quilts and we try and do workshops and teach each other our skill set and build that but most of the time around latino themes i think we have celebrations traditions history that is really important plus you know, the colors and everything and we offer. So we're very proud. We're about 65 people strong. We meet once a month. Now we're, of course, meeting virtually through Zoom, but we're an excited group of people. We enjoy making quilts. And of course, we have a philanthropy that we carry out every year. We're not a formal guild. We're just a group of of women who get together and enjoy quilting. And how long have you been doing this? well you know it seems like we just started but i think it's been what but 5 or 7 years i'm not sure exactly i should get keep better track of it but every year we get new members that join up and we have people that participate a lot of us have been with us from the very very beginning so how do people find out about the organization Well, we try and keep in touch, and of course, word of mouth initially, but luckily, we have some members who are pretty good with web, and so we have a Facebook page, we have a groups page, and of course, we have an Instagram page, and again, always trying to recruit new members and people who are interested, and of course, we do try and do a quilt show every couple of years, and so we kind of showcase the work that we do.
0: Oh, quilt shows, yes. So Powerful participates in quilt shows when they
1: exist. Can you name a quilt show or two that you've been in? Well, of course, we were part of the Houston International Quilt Show. Uh, we got a chance to participate there. We did a series of quilt called Alter Quilts, which are Day of the Dead Quilts. And so we were invited to exhibit our quilts there. And of course, that's when we came across So Powerful, when we were in Houston.
0: Well, how about that? And I was in the booth, no, not 24 seven and Houston is my hometown, but I remember those
1: quilts. Oh my goodness. I mean, what a that
0: small world.
1: It is a small world. And we've been another. We've had a chance to travel to Australia, to, um, of course, Mexico City. We've done a couple of shows there. And, of course, one of the largest quilt shows here is Road to California in Ontario. And we've also had a special exhibit there where we did our Katrina quilts, which were also part of the exhibit there. So every so often we do specialized quilts and we like to showcase, like I said, many of our Latino themes.
0: Okay, you mentioned that you did your meetings during the quarantine. Can somebody describe what one of those meetings might be like on Zoom? Were you actually quilting during your your Zoom calls, Elaine? We actually
2: didn't actually do hands-on, but every month Gloria will put on a, a little class to show us something new to do. She's marvelous at that. Or someone will volunteer, or she'll assign someone to give a little tutorial. So that's always very helpful. And it's great because, you know, when we meet, you know, when we were meeting, we do the Zoom exactly like we do our meetings, you know, introductions, announcements, you know, our show and tell, you know, it's been really good. It was a a nice transition for us.
1: Okay. And
0: before Zoom, what kind of a facility were you meeting
1: in? it's a community uh, building and of course we originally it was okay when we were 35 of us but when we grew to 60 and 65 we were elbow to elbow it was very very hard to sew there and so now when we go back we're going to have to find a new facility to incorporate all of us but it's in east la it's a community center that is uh, located east la okay dolores
3: i just wanted to add that another means of Getting together was at our retreats, Gloria and a few others put together a couple of retreats a year where we actually ran to location and we stay there for three days and all we do is sew. And you learn so much from these talented women. It's just wonderful. I've always enjoyed that.
0: So how did everybody start quilting? What is your background in quilting or sewing? Marina?
4: I actually got invited to a meeting and my cousin sewed and I I knew that, but I really, you know, didn't have too much interest in sewing at the time. And I happened to go to the meeting right after they had come from the retreat where they made the altar quilts and they were displaying those. And I was really taken back. And I thought, wow, this is something that I really want to learn and be part of. So that was almost six years ago. And I've been back ever since then. And I actually didn't even know how to sew when I started going to telas. Oh my goodness. mm -hmm, I had a sewing machine that I had bought to fix one dress that (laughs) I never, uh, I think I fixed that one dress and then never used a sewing machine again. So I dusted that sewing machine off and visited a local craft store and bought a bunch of supplies and I started quilting after that. So yeah, it's been really an amazing group. And just to piggyback onto our zoom meetings. We've also had uh, additional meetings that we hold throughout the month for So Powerful. We had like a sew along first tutorial because, you know, the directions are a little challenging as far as the length of the, the pattern. So I think initially it was a bit intimidating for some of our members to tackle it. So it helped just to to sit there together and kind of figure out some of the steps and be able to share ideas and also get to see a visual, right? So, and that's also been like a great way to meet during quarantine because of course a lot of us are shut in and what is I don't want to say shut in because shut in sounds negative, but you know, we've been trying to stay safe and mm-hmm. be healthy and you know, it's been a good way to share whatever's going on with us. And also I think I've been able to clean my sewing room since this has begun and <laughs> also, and then of course also make like 85 purses also for so Powerful. So wow. oh. right. it's wow. been a lot of fun.
0: Well, that's great. Elena, what is your background in sewing or quilting? Of course, I took sewing in junior
2: high school, many, Mm -hmm. many, many years ago. Mm -hmm. And I remember my first project was a pillow, a red polka dotted pillow. And after that, I just left it. But once I became a mom, I started sewing for my children. Mm
4: -hmm.
2: I made their pajamas. I made little Mickey Mouse outfits. I I did the whole thing. I was sewing to my children. And then I started sewing for my nieces and nephews. Everybody wanted me to make them something. So... That basically, I did that for a lot of years. Of course, when they started school, I started getting involved in all their other life. And so I left sewing for a while. Always was interested in quilting, but never had the time. I had three children, so I was always involved in all their activities.
0: Sure.
2: So how I got involved in quilting was I went to Road to California in 2017. And I met a wonderful lady, Jane. What's her last name? Tanoxio? Tino- Claudia Pascarelli. Yeah. She's a wonderful quilter. She designs fabrics. She designs patterns. She's written books. And I was introduced to her and she, she told me about telas. Like, why don't you come and visit this group? And so I did. And when I walked in there, because I had visited other uh, guilds, I was already ready to start quilting. Mm -hmm. And when I walked in, it was like, whoa, this is amazing. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it wasn't your ordinary quilt hanging. They were vibrant colors and just everything I loved. I I love. So that's how I got started on it. Well, that's very interesting. And I'm still, I'm still learning. I'm still learning, you know. Well,
0: yeah, it's a a lifelong thing, isn't it? Dolores, what about you? (laughs) Uh,
3: I never had an interest in sewing at all or quilting. My husband was a sewer. Uh, but I worked with Elena and Gloria's sister Bertha at our job and Elena would try and introduce me into her group and I didn't want to have anything to do with it I had no interest but then when I saw some of the artwork that she produced it really caught my attention the colors the Latino culture and I thought maybe I can try this so I, I have come to really enjoy sewing and the little quilting that I've learned so far, I'm one of the newer members of the group, but I've really, I really enjoy it.
1: And Gloria, what about you? You know, it's interesting. I've always been fascinated with sewing and enjoyed it. But I mean, I started wanting to learn about quilting, and I started looking up some books. I think my first book was Michael James. I didn't know he was a master quilter and an art quilter, and I tried to do some of his patterns, which were impossible to do because he's so advanced and so technical, but eventually I joined up with the Joann's Fabric Stores and started taking little classes here and there, bumped into other Latinas, and we started talking about getting together and sewing, and little by little, I joined the Glendale Quilt Guild and became member there. But still, there was always that idea of we wanted to do something more Latino themed. And so that's when we decided to come together and form our own little network and organization. And we've done it all along the lines of other guilds. But I must tell you, I'm a fanatical quilter. I quilt all of the time. I enjoy making patterns. I've made various original patterns for the ladies to sew. I'm not very good at it. I'm not a perfectionist, but I love the process. When I looked at some of these purses that people made, I made five, by the way, I only made five. When I looked at the quality of the purses that they were making, the ones that Marina and Patty and and Dolores were making, I was just amazed at the high quality, the selection of fabrics and so on. But it's a process that I really enjoy. And I think what we have to offer the world of quilting, uh, as far as our culture and Latino themes, adds a lot to the world of quilting as well.
0: Well, I have to say, what happens is people make the purses, they send them in, they get reboxed and go on to Zambia. And unless you post photos on the So Powerful Purse project on Facebook... We don't know what you're doing. So, and outside of your group, I don't think anybody has seen your purses. Now, does anybody happen to have a purse right there they can hold up
4: or describe? Marina has, uh, she also has pictures. Marina, do you have any? I have some on Instagram that I posted because I think I had, at first I was making them and turning them in at our meeting. And I think the last stretch when we didn't meet in person for like several months, I was just making them and putting them aside And at that point, I went ahead and I took pictures of the final group I think I turned in was probably somewhere around 50 purses or so. Wow. And I think all of those, I took pictures of them collectively on a table. And then also I actually went and opened each of them up because I love color. I always wear black, but I love color. (laughs) So it (laughs) was like a great opportunity to kind of mix all these different colors and just change things up. And I put different kind of funky lining and I did some applique on some of them. So It was really just like a fun project to be able to audition all these different fabrics that I normally would never, I I might put them together actually, but it was a very fun project because it was quick. And you know, if you didn't like something, you could change it up and mix something up. But but yeah, I'll definitely share my Instagram page with you. And there's definitely pictures of some of the purses I made there.
0: Oh, that would be great. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, the other day, somebody who was new to making purses posted a question and said, how much fabric does this purse take? And there were no answers because you don't just take yards of fabric. You take little pieces and put them together to create something colorful and beautiful. So it doesn't matter. The the littlest piece can be combined with something else to make just a
4: beautiful creation. It's true because I actually got some of my fabrics and I would just cut one piece out of the same color fabric. And then I started some up with denim and I would cut other elements of the purse out of denim. So I actually have an inventory of all these different parts and different colors why don't we take a quick break here? Okay. And when we come
0: back, we're going to talk a little bit more about how So Powerful was picked and some of the other projects this group has done. So stay tuned, listeners. Have you gotten the second edition of the We Are So Powerful book? This updated version of the original bestseller, 4.9 out of 5 stars, by the way, is again authored by So Powerful co-founders Jason and Cinnamon Miles. It is available on Amazon in paperback or for your Kindle reader. This latest edition is packed full of moving stories about how So Powerful came to be, the volunteers who make it happen, and the way this small movement has grown into a global mission to break the cycle of poverty through education and the dignity of work. And don't forget, when you place your order, if you use smile.amazon.com and designate So Powerful as your preferred charity, Amazon will donate a portion of your purchase right back to So Powerful. And now back to our podcast. Welcome back. We have been speaking with members of the Los Angeles Stitchers. Ladies, what
1: are some of the other projects that you have done before you came to So Powerful? Well, what we did is prior to So Powerful, we did quite a few blankets, probably numbering in the hundreds for the neonatal unit at our local hospital. And again, that was also a great project. The ladies all took part in it. We created a very quick uh, quilt-as-you-go kind of pattern along the way. And so we did all of that project. And before that, remind me, ladies, what did we do before our blankets? I'm
2: um, trying. Well, the first philanthropy
1: I was a part of was making the pillowcases.
2: And I believe we did that for
1: orphanages. Right. We, wrong. We, we made the pillowcases for the Ronald McDonald house. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so we, we did
2: hundreds of, of those. And that was my first project, which got me really excited to start doing things. And then we did military quilts for the veterans. Oh, that's right, our patriotic quilts for the veterans. Yes, that was really, really nice. And those are the two that stick out in my head. I know we've done more. Every
1: year, we try and adopt a different philanthropy as to what we're going to do and move forward. Along the way, we, of course, have been making masks. We've made masks for the farm workers here in California. We've made masks for the detention centers where the children are at that are being detained. We're making masks for homeless shelters. So many of our ladies have been a part of it. And I think we probably are somewhere in the 900 masks that we have made. And we send them off to different locations. We sort of have stopped making them now because almost everyone is using a mask, hopefully. But that was a big project that we started early part of last year as well. And of course, we also just we did a whole philanthropy and raising money for a needy families in the east side and we also were able to make some blankets for the probation kids the kids that are in probation camps to give to their parents so we keep ourselves busy <laughs> it's and it
0: sounds like it marina did you have something you wanted to add to that
4: you know when the pulse nightclub shooting happened we yes. also contributed i believe like several quilt tops to that also make the hearts for the families
0: that's very nice that's mm-hmm. very nice so who was it that first heard of so powerful somebody from when you went to the houston international quilt festival
2: okay how i got involved <laughs> was we were at the houston Cult show and it had been a long day you know we were there displaying our ex- by our exhibit and then a group of us met for dinner at one of the local restaurants. And then two of our members brought up that they had visited your booth. And so, you know, it was a long day. I was half listening. So Gloria said, well, that sounds like a really nice project for us. Why don't you girls get involved in that? Well, everyone starts backing down when (laughs) when Gloria starts talking, right? (laughs) So so the the night went on, whatever. And they happened to bring your pamphlets to dinner and pass them around. So I took it back to the hotel room and I read about that. And it just, it just clenched my heart. I was like, I I need to do something. So I told Gloria, I will do it. And uh, then of course, when I got home, I went on your website and, and I just knew that I had to do something because I remember my own experiences. I had a real hard time when I was young and I missed school you know, I had to miss school. I just, it was just a horrible thing. And I thought to myself here in my country, I have everything available to me and I still had to miss school. And even though I had everything, you know, handed to me, it was hard growing up. You're young and and you just can't handle stuff like that. And I thought, how horrible is it for these girls? You know, they have nothing and, and they're not getting educated. It's, no, this can't be. So that's how I got started on it. And mm-hmm, I just,
4: mm-hmm.
2: you know, I had to do something about it. And then of course, you know, it was a long haul, <laughs> but we did it. We ended and... up making 292. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what we ended up sending, okay. Okay. And which I thought was re- remarkable because everybody was making masks as well, you yeah. know, and, and being shut in. And, and not only were we making masks for all these organizations and Gloria, I think it was over a thousand you collected, but we also um we were also making them for our own families and friends i know i made close to 200 just
0: personal ones Mm -hmm.
2: yeah so well everyone's doing the same thing
0: i always say i was waiting for it to be cool to know how to sew in 2020 people were coming out of the woodwork oh you sew (laughs) can you make me a mess exactly Exactly. (laughs) and so you saw so powerful at the quilt festival you came back and then what, at the next meeting, you talked about it and said, we ought to do this?
2: Yes, I believe that was in October. So then in January, we introduced the the project to everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, of course, we introduced it, passed out the pattern. We said, hey, make some purses and bring them in for the February meeting because we would meet the first Saturday of each month. Mm-hmm. And, and we got about maybe 18 that first month. And then after that, of course, we were shut down. I don't think we met in March, right? I think it was March was our first Zoom. Yeah. Little by little, they were trickling in. And then when it got close to it, we were just like, hey, I need to mail these out. I need them by October. And then boom, I just had purse after purse coming through.
1: It was well- nice. We did create a little incentive though. We did offer a gift certificates to the winners. And so uh, I don't think that's what moved them to make so many, but it was an added bonus for the many people because they used their own fabrics and they went out and purchased fabrics for this. And so we created a little gift certificate for the first, second and third place winners of whoever made the most purses. And so who were those people? Well, Well,
2: Marina was a first place winner and she had 85. And then we had Patty Lopez, who was not with us today, but she had, I believe, 72, which she always wants to recount. She doesn't trust Marina. <laughs> Boy, that sounds familiar. And Dolores, Dolores was our third place winner. She had, I believe, 30. Is that correct, Dolores? Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Wow. Now remember I was new to sewing so I was a lot slower than these ladies that have been involved <laughs> for such a long time. The
1: quality of Dolores's person is she would put little charms on the corner of all these on the flap it was really really good looking and well done. Oh, that's so
0: exciting.
2: I just wanted to say our group is just amazing. Like you could see like when there's something introduced everyone's like, "Huh, looking at each other like how am I get this done?" And no, they come through all the time and That's what's so wonderful about being a part of this group. You know, everyone gets together. And with the pandemic, I've gotten to know more people. And personally, because aside from our monthly meetings, Marina puts on a Friday night Zoom meeting. And it's a very casual thing. And whoever wants to join, joins. And and everyone's doing their own thing, sewing and, you know, whatever, whatever your project is. And we have gotten to know each other more personally. It's just been a really wonderful experience being a part of the group.
3: Dolores. If you were to see the artwork that these ladies put together, they they are amazing. They deserve to be in all of these quilt shows and the different places. Uh, Even in the Los Angeles County Fair, which is one of our biggest fairs, they've been there as well. And I've always looked at them, but I never knew who the group was. Mm-hmm. But uh, they always caught my attention because they always had a Latin theme to it. Uh, a project has to resonate with me. It has to mean something to me. And as we mentioned with the the quilts for the neonatal care, Gloria actually, or Evie, which is another member, actually took us to the needle natal unit, and we actually gave our quilts to the mothers with their babies there. And that really meant a lot to me. And was so powerful after it was explained to us and we went in to analyze it on everything that was involved. Education has always been important to me. It's a way to empowerment. And then when you see these young girls with all their obstacles, and if just this little purse will help them get the education that they need, it just made me very happy to participate.
0: Oh, I'm so glad. Yes, Elena. Well,
2: I just wanted to say before I forget, because Gloria mentioned that how she got started and how she got involved and she made a little comment that she's not very good at it. No, she's very good at it. Okay. We all look up to her she's very talented. I mean, she'll see something and she'll make a pattern for us. And it's just amazing. So Gloria, she's done an amazing job with this whole group. So Mm -hmm. I just wanted to make sure I didn't forget to say that she's, she's amazing, amazing. And you should see what she comes up with. I'm sure she's got some quilts back there. She can show
1: you. (laughs) Lots of quilts to do.
0: Well, and I have to ask, I mean, Gloria, you're sitting in front of shelves and shelves full of fabric. Where are you?
1: I'm in my sewing room, and this is one side of the room. The other (laughs) side of the room is equally as, as full. Regrettably, I'm a big collector of fabrics (laughs) besides a quilt maker. I don't know what I'm going to do with all of these fabrics in my lifetime. I'm going to have to start giving it away. But this year I'm concentrating on finishing up quilts. I love to make quilt tops and sometimes I don't get around to quilting them or binding them. So this year I'm trying to at least do three or four quilts that are in my stack of 120 to um, to get finished (laughs) before I start a new one. Although I'm itching to start a new one. Wow. What
0: I wanted to ask you a moment ago, have any of you seen the seven minute video of the girls in Zambia receiving the purses at their school? Yes, Yes, I have. Yeah. a, A couple of people have. It might be worth showing your members just to tie a bow on this because it was filmed in Zambia in December of 2020. And they went out to one of the schools, a distance out from the capital city. And the lady said, you're getting the purse. And they all knew what that meant. And they all were jumping. They were screaming. They were so happy. And that video just always touches my heart so much because it really brings to fruition the reason what we're doing and how much the girls appreciate receiving one of the purses and the contents that are in there. Well, I have to say, you ladies are amazing and an inspiration and... We want to see more of you, and if we can entice you to join the So Powerful Purse Project group on Facebook, please, please, please join and please post your photos there. Well, I want to thank Marina and Dolores and Elena and Gloria for your time today. It's been a delight and honor to talk with you, to learn about the East Los Angeles Stitchers and your many contributions to So Powerful, and we thank you tremendously. Thank you, you very much. Let me much. just say
2: it, it's been our pleasure. We thank you so much for giving us a little bit of recognition. I mean, I'm excited just because I worked with so powerful and just to see someone, you know, up face in person, <laughs> it's just great. Uh, well,
0: thank thank you. you.
2: Thank you for this.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having us.
3: Yes, thank you.
0: Thank you. If what you've heard today inspires you to want to make a difference, I urge you to explore the So Powerful website at www.sopowerful.org. That's S-E-W-P-O-W-E-R-F-U-L dot O-R-G. The website has great information about the organization. It's where you can download the free purse patterns or even make a donation. We hope you will join us again next week when we bring you another So Powerful story. Thanks for listening. Now go out and have a so powerful day.